time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Oh, so these games, these Thursday night, Monday night well, games, when we're live reacting as everybody wants, uh, when we have our teams in here, I just want to point out that uh, whoever it is sitting here and it's their team playing, there's going to be a level of distraction and there's going to be some frustration. Yeah. The Commanders just gave pool, up dude. a 58-yard reception to DJ Moore. So there may be. Uh, Kenny, I, I know you're obviously listening back there in Chicago. K-Dub. Watch the dump button with me tonight. I just want to point that out because there is a very good chance that words come out of my mouth that are not supposed to go over the air. So I'm going to do the best that I can here. But for the love of God, there was supposed to be all these high expectations for Washington's damn secondary this year. Well, Nick, and the Bears are just targeting them nonstop already. Yeah, but hey, it's the Bears, man. And uh, we, we kind of knew that they were going to have some success throwing the ball, you know, outside the numbers, down the field. Here's where they struggle, though. Now we're in the red zone. That's so, true. So, you know what? Just breathe. You Little guys got to score Young. some points, too. Chase Young's trying to earn Although himself a new contract. I keep forgetting you bet the under in this game. I did bet the under in yeah, this game. Yeah, we need points, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do need points. I, hate I, went, I went under in this. Here. I know. And listen, it was against... I. That was the anti-public play for me. It's and weird I me being on an over. Yeah. I, but I, Thursday night, for me, I stuck with a Thursday night yeah. and two offenses that can be very up and down. And Come we on, look, Justin. Here Run. was Justin Fields again. There you go. Let's go, Montez Sweat. That's what I'm counting on. Rob Brown jumps on with us. Co-host BetQL's Bet for the Cycle. Uh, I This is going to be just... I'm going to be honest with you now, Rob. I'm, I'm going to probably be all over the place, so I apologize now if I yell right in the middle of this. Let's go with what you're on in this game tonight. Are you are you more of a Bears guy, more of a Commanders guy here? Total, oh, you know, over, under, where are you? So first off, I want to tell you that when I am on the phone with Scott, the executive producer, and I hear through what I assume is multiple soundproof walls, the sound of Ryan screaming at the television... I knew I was in a good place already. Uh, I'm going to tell you the one I jumped on out of the gate, and I loved it. This morning, I grabbed DJ Moore over 100 receiving yards at plus 600. Uh, so thank you very much, Ryan Horvat, for having just a wonderful set of defensive backs because yeah. I feel real good on that. I'm also going the under. Uh, if it's going to be threatened, it's going to be Sam Howell, not Justin Fields. But uh, I, I like the under with you guys on that one. But I, I see 20 to 20, a lot of Bears movement, and then a lot of fizzled out drives. So I hammered a couple of DJ Moore props, and I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. Well, I hope you got an anytime touchdown because he just scored. Outstanding. Outstanding. I did not. Uh, I came very close Woo! to putting one in. Sorry. But like I said, I just didn't trust the Bears to actually do a touchdown. I just thought it was going to be a lot of movement. You know, like uh, giving up that many points in the second half of Denver and being unable to finish it off. I kind of thought we were going to get a full game of that tonight. Yeah. Let's shift over to college, Rob. Uh, I am curious about this Alabama A&M game. A&M back at the crib. This is a game I could easily see A&M winning. We know how uh, how A&M plays Alabama tough pretty much every year, no matter how disparate the talent is between the two teams, and it's a lot closer probably this year than it has been in other years in the past. What would you do here? So I am actually back in uh, Nick Saban in the tide on this one. And, and listen, uh, one of the things that I hate doing is betting on intangibles, right? Like I like to be able to quantify and to to calculate numbers. I like data. I like I like empirical evidence. But there was something about Alabama, something about Nick Saban in that Ole Miss game that looked kind of like retro Nick Saban, right? Like back in the day, Nick Saban. And while I think they've done a good job of kind of squashing the beef behind or out in front of the camera. 
I've got friends who work in SEC media who have told me repeatedly, Nick Saban does not like Jimbo Fisher. He is not a fan of (laughs) him as a coach, not a fan of him as a person. And so there's a little extra spice for Nick Saban in this game. Then I go back and I look at the Texas A&M, and I know it's been a couple of weeks, but that Texas A&M team that played Miami down in Coral Gables a few weeks ago, Miami in that game came off the line, they wanted the line of scrimmage, and they made life hell. And then we have to talk about the fact that Connor Wegman's out for the season, which if A&M was going to have a chance, it was going to be because of that guy. So I'm, I'm kind of all over Alabama in this one. I have not gotten to check since this morning to see if that line's moved at all. But I can say, even if it has, I still might jump on the tide because it felt to me like after the real close game against UCF a couple of weeks ago and everybody started asking, okay, is Alabama cooked? Is Nick Saban done? Is it time to ride off into the sunset? That team kind of instantly hit a different gear. And if there's going to be a game that Nick Saban's going to have those boys punching people in the mouth, it's going to be against a team that has not responded well to that more often than they have in Texas A&M. So I'm all over Bama in this one, uh, and it's going to be a rushing game. I mean, they're just going to run the ball down A&M's throat until A&M can stop them, and spoiler alert, they can't. Thoughts on the Red River shootout? You got Texas, now a five-point favorite. That line's been bouncing all over the place. Um, you got Oklahoma on the road, both teams undefeated. What do you like in that one? Now, I got to say, I'm having a hard time with this game, right? Yeah. And part of the reason I'm having a hard game, a hard time in this one is I go back to the Texas team that, yeah, they smoked Alabama, but a week before that, they had a tough time against the Wyoming Cowboys. Like, this is, I don't know yet. I, I, this is why I refuse to use the phrase, Texas is back, when I'm talking about it, because I don't know. It was a great win over Alabama, without a doubt. But... We've also seen Texas kind of slugged out a little bit. And then there's Oklahoma. They're undefeated. They're putting up 40s on everybody. And then we have the old cliche, yeah, but who have they played, right? And somebody the other day on my show hit me with, well, Rob, if you, you know, if you drop the Kansas City Chiefs into the Big Ten and they had, you know, Michigan's schedule at the gate, yeah, they haven't played anybody, but they're still the Chiefs. And I understand that, but we know who the Chiefs are. Brent Venables, I think, has the potential right now to have had the greatest single-year turnaround in recent memory in the Big 12, maybe in college football, from what Oklahoma was last year to what they are this year. To me, this game comes down to Dillian Gabriel and whether Dillian Gabriel can have a big day. If he can, I think Oklahoma can win this thing. The problem is Dillian Gabriel has not been in a game this size yet. I mean, he has not faced a team like Texas. Quinn Ewers... He cut his hair, guys, and, and since you're Ryan, you can't see me. The hair is as good today as it's ever been. Big hair guy over here. I can't trust the guy who decided to go full Samson and cut the lock. Yeah. I'm really up in the air on this one because I just don't know what Dylan Gabriel does in the biggest game of his career. And Brent Venable, great defensive team. Oklahoma looks a lot better defensively. I just don't know if they can score points on Texas. So this – I'm not going to say it's the stay-away game. I think it is the biggest game of the college football weekend. I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say that, but I'm having a real hard time picking a side on that. Rob, just in case you're wondering, uh, first off, everybody else here except for me, Ryan and Trista, both are happy because the Bears are just making the Commanders look like they have got 10 guys on the field, and Justin Fields right now looks like Patrick Mahomes. But that's a whole other story for another day. Me as a Commanders fan, I'm suffering. But I'll power through for you because we got Kentucky-Georgia this weekend. and You know, I we expected Georgia, obviously, to – just kind of 
continue to be what we've seen over the last couple of years, and that doesn't seem to be the case. They may be the number one team in the country, but it just feels a little different. We talked about it yesterday on the show. There's a lot more parity. College football feels a little more wide open than it's been in the past. My God, Sam Howell just got mugged by at least seven. To, uh, what? Is, or no, that was God. I hate this. This is going to be a rough night. Brian for me. Robinson. It's Brian Robinson. Into a loaded this, box. I, 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 I hate got Jack Sanborn. On yep, the top. I hate everything, Ryan. Everything sucks <laughs> right now already. This is going to be terrible. Uh, so I'm just going to put it like this for you, Rob. While I get distracted by my horrible football team, does Kentucky have a shot to not only cover against Georgia but win outright? I think they do, right? I go back to the last two games Georgia has played. I go back to the South Carolina game where Spencer Rattler had that on the ropes, had the, had a what a two-score lead going into halftime, and Georgia made some adjustments in the second half. But I'll be real, if South Carolina's offensive line was worth anything – they would have won that game, and then you go last week against Auburn. Auburn is a, is an underwhelming team that's got a, a new head coach that's ty- trying to turn over a dumpster fire of a program the last couple of years, and they took Georgia to the dying minutes. Ryan, you and I were on the show together back during ACC Media Days, and we had this exact conversation where I said, look, this isn't the same Georgia team as last year. This yeah. is why it bugged me so much that they were like a consensus number one pick to open the year because – of how much talent that they lost to the league in the portal window. This is not the same Georgia. It's still a very good Georgia team, but you got a first-year quarterback. You know, Brock Bowers has really just kind of recently started coming on to his own. Defensively, they lost maybe one of the better defensive lines in college football in recent memory. And then there's Kentucky, and I think after what Kentucky did to Florida this weekend, you kind of got to put a little respect on that name now, right? Like last year, I know, You go back to, again, the South Carolina game last year where Kentucky was building some momentum. You had a little bit of a a fisticuffs between Shane Beamer and Mark Stoops and the culture versus climate, the dumbest thing I've ever heard start a rivalry in football. And then South Carolina worked Kentucky last year, and everybody was kind of like over it, but that's a game they didn't have Will Levis. That was that first game that Will Levis missed because of that knee injury, and I think that, that game probably goes the other way if Will Levis plays last year. So I think that this is absolutely a very good Kentucky team. I think they deserve some respect. I think Georgia, just by way of having more talent and deeper talent, is probably still a favorite in this game. But I would not be afraid to play a Kentucky cover in this because offensively they've opened it up. Mark Stoops is a heck of a coach. And Georgia ain't the same Georgia that they were last year, guys. But they're still catching lines like they are. If you bet... South Carolina, you won. If you bet Auburn, you won. And I'm going to follow that trend and jump in on Kentucky this weekend, too. What do you think about USC this weekend? Uh, 21.5-point favorites at home to Arizona. Now, I know Arizona stinks. Uh, Not a very good team. USC's at the crib. But USC defensively did not look good last week uh, against Colorado. They've been giving up a ton of points. Uh, Arizona State covered against them. So uh, what would you do there? I lost uh, my metaphorical backside last weekend because I went USC to cover over Colorado. And then because, listen, I knew USC didn't have a defense. I just thought that they were just going to, neither was Colorado, and I thought they were just going to obliterate them. Uh, And they did until they didn't. But, listen, uh, the flip side of that is we know Colorado's offense is good. Even without Travis Hunter, that is a good team. And Shador Sanders, by the way, who, as far as I've been able to tell, is skyrocketing up draft boards at this point. He's he's getting all sorts of award watch lists that are starting to mention his name a lot. So I don't know that Arizona is gonna be able to do offensively to what to to SC what Colorado did because as much as 
it has been interesting to watch the rise of Colorado and then back-to-back blowouts. This is still a pretty good Colorado team offensively. I don't know that Arizona can match what they did against USC. So uh, I know what happened against Colorado last week scared a lot of people off the Trojans, but Caleb Williams is still Caleb Williams. I think they learned the lesson last week of even if we got 38 points at the half, we can't take the foot off the gas pedal, right? Like we know defensively if one team lights it up, we are susceptible to giving up 38 ourselves in a second half against any offense that's that's worth its weight in gold. So I think at this point, like, there's going to be a US, uh, USC second-half team that is not going to let up, is going to go jugular in this because falling all the way down to number nine in the AP poll, they're kind of in the spot now where, you know, if you're in the top five, six, style points don't really matter. Just went out, you're going to be fine. But once you start getting back to eight, nine, ten, that's the point where you got to start blowing people up to convince them, uh, convince the AP voters that you're worthwhile to jump up and, and be towards the top when the playoff bracket comes out or when the playoff poll comes out initially. So I, I think you're going to see a USC that's going for the jugular this weekend. I am all about a Trojan cover. Uh, Rob, we still got about 90 seconds here. Do you think it's all chalk as far as the Major League Baseball postseason, which I'm informed is actually going on right now? You got uh, Texas, Baltimore, <laughs> Minnesota, Houston, Philly, Atlanta, Arizona, Dodgers. Any upsets here in the uh, division series? Yeah, dude, I think if you're a Braves fan, you got to be terrified of Philadelphia right now, right? I mean, they did it to you last year. Their pitching is on point. Aaron Nola was an absolute stud last year. And what's the one thing that's been plaguing Atlanta? Starting pitching. Well, if there is one offense outside of Atlanta that you can't afford to have a letdown with your pitching, it's the Phillies right now. Trey Turner is back. Bryson Stott going granny last night. Uh, this team is, is, is absolutely white hot offensively. And the Braves pitching, even with Freed and, and, uh, Spencer Strider up front, has kind of been a question mark. So I, I really do kind of get concerned for the one-seed Atlanta Braves. And then I kind of look at the Diamondbacks as the sixth-seed up against the Dodgers and feel the same way. I don't think they have the, 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 the same pitching that Philly does right now. But they're also kind of in a spot where it's like they got nothing to lose, right? They got everything to gain. Nobody expected them to be in the playoffs. Here they are in the NLDS. They're kind of a team that can sell out and just go full tilt from the beginning. I think you still. I think the Braves and the Dodgers are favorites, but I'm going to tell you right now, and this is as an Atlanta fan, bro. I am nauseous to the gut thinking yeah. about what happens if Philly brings the momentum they ended the wild card around with into Atlanta. If Atlanta drops the first two, man, it is going to be heartbreak two years in a row for the Bravos. It's we've seen it time and time again with some of these teams. Great regular seasons and then early exits in the postseason. Rob Brown, always good to have you on, buddy. Next time we need video again so we can see your lovely hair. Of course. Thanks, Rob. Uh, I got to tell you, it is as good as ever, buddy. You missed out on a on a solid quaff tonight. Damn it! Hey, congrats right. on the new slot too, man. We'll be listening. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Moved up to the mornings at thefanupstate.com. Well, uh, I need to get some of you guys on my show to be more ridiculous than we already are. You better yeah, save, save it for yeah, the I'm latest. Yeah, I'm on the afternoon show. I might as well be yeah. on the morning one there, Late, too, Latest right? hour possible, right? Yeah. Do that at least for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I assumed it was going to be closer to 10 than 6 a.m. Yes. Yeah, I love Definitely. that. That will probably work. Thanks, Jim buddy. Rome, out of the loop. Yeah. Rob Brown, in. Right in. after the Daily Tip. Beat it, Rome. Meanwhile, Clone. Justin Fields is 4 of 6, yeah. and his two incompletions have been just overthrows to wide-open receivers. My God. They're moving it's the ball, a, though. I might break something in the studio tonight. It's been a long time since I've been this mad at this. Justin team. Fields, it was not your fault. Bet MGM tonight.